Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, I'll tell you what, this week is shaping up to be an interesting week for sure. Yeah, it is. Wow. Um, I saw, actually, I heard President Trump on an interview with Glenn Beck yesterday. And uh, it was an interesting uh, conversation. And uh, Glenn said to him at one point, well, you, you may end up in jail. Can you win the presidency from, from being behind bars? Can you, can you win the presidency in jail? And Trump said, and this is, I'm just kind of giving you a, a, he said, I'm not going to jail. I'm not going to jail. And he said it. It wasn't like a nervous, I'm not going to jail. It was a matter of fact, I'm not going to jail. It was something that he was, it was like he was letting us look behind the curtain for a second. I'm not going, and I'm thinking to myself, does he know stuff that we haven't got a clue about? Do you know? Is there something that's happening behind the scenes that we're not aware of? Because he said it with such calmness. It wasn't a defensive, you know, I'm not going to jail. You know, it was, I'm, I'm not, going, I'm to not going to jail. You know, uh, well, that you was know there's, there's a lot of ways you can read it. You know, uh, you got to, for the people to believe in you, because it's really up to the people, you know, wins enough enough. I mean, you and I sit there and point oh, yeah. out the obvious glaring crap that is going on. Uh, with, with all of this, every accusation against Trump is just that. It's an accusation that, uh, you know, is is prejudice. It's partiality. You know, it's it's yeah, it, it's partisan. It's 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 not right. But you know what, though, Bill, I'm constantly amazed that there's still people out there who are who are. Uh, unabashedly left. I mean, I have friends. Well, I have old friends who are unabashedly left. And, and and they don't have a good argument, but they just want to argue. Well, I think I think there's two things going on. Number one, their argument all seems to be the same. So I'm going, you know, the Democrats are not dumb. They're they're they're, they're they've perfected their propaganda. So you see the negative memes, you see the you know, the arguments, I tend to say, you've heard of think tanks, they've got a think tank that is really a propaganda a propaganda tank that the lefties go to and, hey, if you see this and you see uh, you see them talking about this, you post that, you post this, you, and hey, they're attacking with all the same stuff. Every morning about 4 o'clock in the morning, the DNC issues a memo to key people in the media with mm-hmm. talking points, with talking points. That's why you can turn on MSNBC at 6 in the morning and CNN at six in the morning, and they will sometimes say the exact same words, the exact same phrases, because they're reading it from the exact same script. So they've got their monkeys trained. They're all doing the same stuff all the time. Now, if you sit there and you, uh, I mean, Jack Smith going to do more indictments against Trump. Well, we're reconvening the uh, grand jury because we've got more evidence on whether or not uh, he was covering up in line and and blocking uh, the uh, the discovery of the documents, which actually was something Joe was guilty of, and that Jack Smith met with Joe's people, and that was the narrative that you know that that Biden you know uh, threw at them. 
that they are marching to the orders given to them by the DNC and the and Joe Biden himself. But they're sitting there, they're they're taking this and distributing it. You see a story about Trump. They find a vilifying photo of him, and then they show a picture of Jack Smith. It's a nice, it's a nice publicity photo. You sit there and see uh, Tanya, the the judge. Uh, what what's her name? Chuckin. Uh, Chuckin. Chuckin. Yeah, yeah. You see hers. It's the same smiley thing. Like yeah, here I am, the judge princess. You know, Fanny. You know, and then she's always got that nice stern. I'm a good prosecuting DA. You know, and they don't have the the random caught off guard picture that they specialize uh, in. On they Trump. tried well, to because- they tried to nail him with the mugshot. They tried to but nail he, Trump with the mugshot, and he turned it around. And he, he, someone said, he couldn't have posed better. I mean, he couldn't have practiced in the mirror a number of times to get that look. Just, it was perfect. Well, one of two things happened: either Trump walked in with that chiseled look on his face and didn't take it up until he heard the click, or somebody that was taking the picture goes, "Give me the look," and they took it. Because doing, you know, photography, somebody goes, oh, well, that's a great picture. You know what? The subject is the subject. You know, and all you've got to do is, hey, there's Trump off in the distance. Snap a couple of frames, and you take the one that is the most embarrassing, if that's what you want to do. And you blow that up, you crop it up, and boom. It happens all the time to Trump. The, the, The left media does that all the time. They just But they're the people that they want to showcase that are good. They do the same thing there. There they are. Snap as many photos. Oh, that, 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 that is a showcase. Well, you know what they can do now? I don't know that you're aware of this or not now, but you can shoot video of of your subject and and then you can still frame. You can just capture one frame that makes him look ridiculous. I mean, all digital cameras do that. Yeah. You can shoot movies with it and you go, oh, I want that frame. There you go. You got it right there. You know, and no, you can true. get that off-guard frame. And how do you think they get all that stuff? But what I'm saying is the pictures are a form of editorializing. And then they sit there and they take their their news. They, they take an opinion and they present it as news and factual. And that is so wrong, you know. But there are it, people on the left who would hear us say that. People that you and I know who... Well, you know, and I just don't understand. I I think to myself, are these people paying any real attention to what's going on in the world? Absolutely not. They they don't they don't listen to the podcast when they if somebody posts a negative on it, they read the little headline and that's what they react to. Oh, by the way, I'm going to say this now before we go too deep in the show. We don't allow comments on the Facebook posting. I don't on on when I post it because. That's not the place that we debate the issues. We have a phone number here. You can call yeah. and make a comment on the phone number anytime you want to. 833-538-7868. You want to make a comment, good or bad, suggestion, that's what it's there for. 833-538-7868. But when we get into, I don't get into, I'd be spending all day debating with people who just want to fight. and And I don't. My, I've gone beyond that in my life, you know? I mean, we do this program because we have a lot to say. We have, uh, we have uh, certain opinions which we think a lot of people share, 
And we also want to get the truth out to people who aren't getting the truth. In a, in a, in a cesspool of news, uh, we try to give you what we think are factual tidbits that mean something in this. That's what we do. And if you are a leftist liberal who just wants to get into a debate about the program, what I would suggest you do is go get your own podcast. You can do it. You can go out. You can build an audience of several million people. Go ahead. Let's see how you do. That's mm-hmm. just my my suggestion. No, I, so. I agree. They ought to get their own podcast because obviously they got stuff to say. Unless, of course, it's stuff that has been given to them on a website and they have no free thought of their own. And that's a sad situation. Bill, Greg Kelly uh, was on uh, the night before last and he made an interesting uh, statement. I'm going to let him say it. There is an audio tape, I am told, by people in the know, uh, not necessarily in government, not necessarily out of government. I can't say too much. um, But there is incontrovertible evidence of Joe Biden's corruption that is about to be made public. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen before Labor Day. But it will happen sometime between Labor Day and Halloween. This tape will be made public. I'm not sure by what entity at this point, but once it is heard, Joe Biden will have, well, he'll have only two options. Number one, he will not be able to remain a candidate for the presidency for re-election. It will be over and done with. The only thing that he might be able to do, potentially, but probably not, is remain as president. I am told this tape is that incriminating and they're worried about it right now at the white house they know about it they know it's out there there may be more than one and it makes a lot of sense i thought that was interesting he's got something he's sort of from uh, somebody mm-hmm. who's connected that they got a tape and this tape is going to be uh, game-changing for biden well you know biden's got a loose lip and he's been caught off guard before, and so it's a good chance. I'm just of the uh, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that says, you know, bring on the crack and let me see it because I want to see it, I want to hear it, and then I will get excited. Until then, I wait patiently for it. But I can say this: it it would explain why you know the left is doing what they're doing. They're reconvening a grand jury, which has no power to do anything. And it's a one-sided, you know, uh, you know, very politicized jur- grand jury that gets together. And go, yeah, we ought to, we, 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 we should go after him for this, and and that's what they do. But you know and, what you hear on CNN? You know what you're hearing on CNN? Uh, you're hearing stuff like this. This is a guy named Abby Lowell who's telling us how great Hunter Biden is. ...are asking, uh, what what did Hunter Biden think he was getting that $7 million for? Uh, why, why, why would he be getting paid so much money? All right, well, stop with your $7 million and talk about how many years that Hunter has been in business and what happened to each of those specific years. When you say it that way, people think that somebody just sent him a check for $7 million well, well, on well, April well, the 1st. No, 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 I, no but, 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 but help me out here again. I, and, and I'm glad you're here to actually break this down. Obviously, Jared raised his $3 billion very quickly. Uh, we have numbers being thrown around. The $7 million is actually not what Comer's saying. Comer has a, a much 
higher, much more elevated number. I guess the Washington Post reported it was $7 million. What's the $7 million over and how many countries did it come from? Well, okay. So first of all, it's much more complicated than to say it comes from countries. There are joint ventures between American entities and in one or two occasions, a potential foreign entity to create the possibility of jobs and energy in the United States. That's too complicated to try to explain. But I can answer the question that you asked in the following way. Over the time that he was in business, this is, again, something that people ought to pay attention to. Hunter Biden went to Georgetown University, went to Yale Law School, was on the board board of directors of a bank, was on the board of directors of Amtrak, is somebody who went and worked in an international law firm. People seem to forget that this is not the person who's simply out there having people write checks for no reason. He's a capable, educated, experienced person. Now, if Congress wants to start saying, wait, does he get opportunities because his last name is Biden? They should look to themselves. I mean, Senator Joe Manchin's wife is on a commission in West Virginia where Congress had provided an enormous amount of funds. There is- what was that? He's a capable, uh, educated, experienced man. He went to Yale. Mm-hmm. He went to Yale. I would suggest that schools like Yale are are mills for the children of the powerful. Meaning, uh, if you are a Biden and he's a senator and it's a big friggin' deal, well, you may not be the sharpest tool in the damn shed, but we'll get you into Yale because, well, we have connections. That's the kind of stuff that Yale does. Yale isn't all scholastics. It isn't all merit. It isn't all stuff that you've earned to get. It's many times a favor. Look at some of the numbskulls, some of the jerks who've come out of Ivy League school. I'm, I'm serious. You look at guys who've gone to Ivy League colleges and think, well, he went to Princeton. He went to Harvard. He went to Brown. He's got to be a smart guy. And then you listen to him talk and you think, my God, he can't put a sentence together. And that's the kind of thing that the world we live in right now. Do do not think that just because he has checked a box on his resume, Ivy League smart, it it, it equates to him being smart. Smart ass is what it should be. Let me tell you you something about colleges and everything. Like when you graduate from Yale, you know, it doesn't say – yeah, I got my degree as an attorney. I'm a, I am was a D student, barely a D student. It doesn't say that. It says you got a degree from Yale. That's right. It doesn't even, it doesn't even say that you went to the frigging class because what it says is you got a degree from Yale. You can get the ACT book. Do you know they should that's, – that's the same way with doctors. You know, when we pick yeah, a would doctor – Would you like to know you have an A doctor or a D doctor? That's exactly right. It should be mandatory. Not only that – but they should have to post, like if if it's a surgeon, the success rate of his of the of his last twenty patients. You know, if ten of them died, you might want to look someplace else. I'm just saying. You know. Well, let me let me tell you a little sneaky secret here about getting a degree from any college USA. See, it's all about money to begin with. But there's a book, I believe it's called the ACT book, and it has all the courses everywhere and the requirements. Now, in that act book, you can sit there and go through it and go, you know, I want to get my, uh, I want to get this degree and I've got to do this class. All right. All you've got to do is test out and they give you everything that you need to know to take the test. 70% on that. Then you didn't go to class one. All you're going to do is pay for the class 
and you now have. There's done, a lot you, of schools doing that now. A lot and, of yeah, a lot of schools, a lot of schools that have distance learning. You know, well, they did this before the pandemic. You essentially could buy buy into a degree, and they all do it because it all gets down to money, and that's what it is. And you can test out and be. The, the, you know, when you think about higher education, Bill, the whole thing has been a scam for the last sixty or seventy it is years. A scam. It give, is. A scam. Give me an example. Return of the century, twentieth century. You could graduate from high school. Then you could go to a law firm and you could intern at the law firm for five years in many states, including Massachusetts and Rhode Island. After five years, you could take a test and you'd be a lawyer. Mm. And I didn't, you, you didn't spend one day in law school. You didn't even go to college. You just spent five years interning, apprenticing in, in a law firm, and you could become a lawyer. That Someone along, somewhere along the line, the lawyers figured, wait a second, we're being inundated with, uh, with lawyers in our profession. We have, we've got to put some controls on this. So mm-hmm. let's make it uh, that they have to be college uh, graduates. And then someone said, well, wait a second. Why don't we, why don't we start law schools and l- let them go from college to law school? We'll make more money. The schools will make more money. And then we can kind of filter out the wheat from the chaff, if you know what I'm saying. And, and that's that's where we went over the 20th century. Uh, and now, now it's kind of backfiring. You know, people are saying, wait a second, what am I getting for $80,000 a year? What am I getting for eight? A lot of these poor kids graduate from, from college, and all they have is a, is a piece of paper and uh, maybe $160,000 in debt, you know, from some of these colleges. And they're starting to say, wait a second, why did I do this? I'm working at Burger King. You know, it's it's not. Um, there, there are so many cheats and hacks with everything, even to be, I don't know, a doctor or a pharmacist. You can actually challenge the board and you can go to work for a CVS, a Walgreens, and you go back and you work in the pharmacy and they have a computer course where you just learn basic stuff. You didn't, it's not a degree. They call it their online university, but you're working in that store. You're filling prescriptions. And then one day you get this, this piece of paper a that certificate. says, yeah, yeah, it's a certificate. You're not a pharmacist. You're not a doctor. You're not a doctor. You're not a pharmacist. But after you, after you've apprenticed for so long, you do this thing called challenging the board. You go in and say, I've done this. I've done this many hours. Guess what? You're now a pharmacist. Well, it doesn't surprise me. I would suggest to uh, young people out there, I, I got my degree when I was 56 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, 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 got, I had gone to college after high school. I spent a year in college, and I went into broadcasting because I was going to make more money than the superintendent of schools in the town I was living in. As a young guy, I kept thinking, wait a second, I'm going to go to college and I got a job over here that's going to pay me more than the superintendent in my town. And I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to go work in radio. And, you know, I, I ended up having my career first. I got my education second. But the point is, I did it online. I went to a state school, a fully accredited state school in New Jersey. And, um, I would suggest to any I saved thousands of dollars. I saved thousands of dollars. There was no 
room and board. There was no uh, books to buy. I mean, I had to buy books, but a lot of them were online. The, cl- the lectures that I watched were on my computer. It takes a lot, a lot of discipline to do home study because you have so many distractions and you have to do the work because you can't cheat the test. They've designed the testing so that you really just can't get around it. You've got to know the information. Oh, you've got to study, yeah, but you can do things online, but you've got to dedicate the time and that's it. You know, well, you, and, you, but the thing is, you save thousands, Bill. I mean, whereas, whereas it may cost you forty, fifty thousand a year in college, it may cost you if you go to uh, get your degree online, it may cost you five or six thousand dollars a year, seven thousand a year. A lot of money for a lot of people, but a tenth of what they're going to pay if they're walking around a campus someplace. Well, let me ask you a question, though. We were actually talking about Hunter. We got into this, but yeah. which was important. But Hunter, you know, he went to Harvard, huh? Uh, okay. So what did he? Uh, what did he? Uh, what did he uh, do? I mean, what was his education? Well, he probably uh, psychology. I'm, I'm thinking he probably did some like poli sci, political science, or something. Because he uh, ended he ended up going into government, into law, and then uh, I, I'm sure he had. I don't imagine. I see. I just can't figure him. As, as a lawyer, I bet you you can. He is ask a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. But I can't, I can't see how he passed anything. Well, you know, I, the only he, thing I know Bill, he majored I, in was cryptology. I, I think you're right. I think, I think a lot of these guys, to be honest with you, I think a lot of these guys get uh, pushed through these different schools. Mm-hmm. They get moved right along. You have to understand something. He has made a, an adult living at at breaking the law and cheating on things. Okay. So why so would he? Dead. Why would he have start? Why would he have started after, after law school? Why wouldn't he have started in law school? I mean, once a cheat, always a cheat. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I I, I think, uh, we, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens if that tape that comes out uh, in the next few weeks uh, is what Greg Kelly seems to indicate that it will be. He smiled because he knows what's on the tape, but he can't release it yet. So I mean, he's he, probably heard it. Yeah. I'm thinking he probably has. As, you know, as long as I know he's heard the tape, then that's something to be excited about. But it's not because the left, if they don't want that tape to happen, they want to get to the tape and they want to get to the person that has it. And, oh, man, I cannot believe the bridge caved in while they were driving across it. You know, it's amazing, Bill, though. It's, in, it's a good point you just made. I mean, we know that there was cocaine in the White House and under normal, lawful circumstances, it would have been something which uh, someone would have, gone, would have gone to jail for, right? But in the Biden situation, you had the the Secret Service covering for Joe. The secret, somebody in the Secret Service, and I think it was somebody up the ladder. It wasn't your average uh, guy on the street uh, Secret Service agent. I think it was somebody up in command level somewhere who... Uh, was uh, either doing the president a favor. He was not doing it lawfully. I mean, it, it, I heard somebody say, uh, I think it was in that Abby Lowell tape about, about uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Trump's uh, uh, son-in-law, and I can't mm-hmm. think of his name, uh, but the son-in-law of Trump is a wealthy, comes from a very wealthy family. They own a lot of real estate in New York. 
you know what I'm talking about, Jared Kushner. Thank you, Kushner, Jared yeah. Kushner. A and you heard Joe Scarborough, and that was MSNBC, not CNN, but that was uh, Joe Scarborough saying, well, Jared uh, raised $3 million real fast. Well, Jared comes from a family that's worth several billion dollars, and he can raise a few million dollars really fast. The difference is Joe Biden comes from a, a family of, uh, of, of common people from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And he, he says this all the time, right? And uh, where does he get his money from? He gets, he gets his money from corruption. So Hunter gets his money from corruption, too. Uh, they try to equate things. When, they, when, when the Bidens do something illegal, they try to equate it to something on the Trump team. And it doesn't work out, but they, they sell it that way. And, you know, Bill, we were talking about this before the show started. We are uh, we're in a, a strange situation again. Apparently something's mm -hmm. going to drop. A, a shoe is going to drop. You heard Greg Kelly, Kelly talk about this. What, no. ha what happened in Florida yesterday? Oh, yeah. Well, you got a hurricane coming, so they got to get gas in there so the people can get in their cars and get the hell out of harm's way. Now, it just seems odd that all the gas that was shipped down to Florida mm -hmm. was bad gas. And I'm not talking about an upset stomach. I'm talking about the gas was contaminated. Here's what they said in Florida. Additionally, the state has been made aware of a situation involving fuel contamination at gas stations serviced by the Port of Tampa. I want to ensure Floridians that we are coordinating here at the EOC with everyone from, from petroleum retailers to the ports themselves to ensure that the disruption will not be widespread or prolonged and the residents can have a seamless can have seamless access to fuel at the direction of the governor as he's already mentioned we have already waived the size weight and hour restrictions for getting those necessary resources into the state and down to consumers as quickly and effectively as possible okay so that's what's happening with that situation in florida and you have to ask yourself if you are a thinking human being mm -hmm. has that ever happened before that you know of uh, actually on a consistent basis, because, you know, one of the things since Bidenomics and us, uh, helping the economy by getting rid of our reserves, Wait, I, 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 you say it happens on a consistent basis. Yeah. They, 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 they contaminate the fuel water and the gas. Yes. They, well, water that's, our no, gas. that's not what this is contaminated with. This is contaminated with diesel fuel. Well, they mixed it. I don't they know how mixed they did it. that. They mixed gasoline with diesel fuel. So it, it isn't a matter of putting water in the tank. You're right. They do that all the time. They water the gas down so they get more gas for their money, you know? I'm, yeah, and it's getting worse on that. That's a whole different story there. And, I mean, if you have a, a big engine, something that needs a lot of octane, you better buy the high-grade gas, and it's got water in it, too. Okay, Otherwise, so you got you got thousands of people in Tampa who are trying to flee to safety— to go to some place that's out of the uh, the uh, path of the storm, and they're driving mm -hmm. out of the state with gasoline that is contaminated contaminated with diesel fuel. How many people are going to break down on the highway because their car can't handle it? Well, I'm not a mechanic. I couldn't tell you what it will do, but I know that you cannot run diesel fuel in a regular gas combustion engine. I mean, it may work, but not for long. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna screw up some internal well, I think, works I think, of that it, engine. Is it diesel that's much hotter than uh, gasoline? One of the two. 
is hotter than the other, uh, and that's the problem. You know, I think it, well, diesel is uh, what kerosene? No, that's the air, it's uh, that's airplane fuel. But yeah, diesel right. fuel is it's not something you want to put in a gas combustion engine. You just don't want to do it. I don't think it's refined as much. I don't know. Again, you know, that's the topic that I anything I say is pure speculation. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I've never in my life heard of of on a lar large scale uh, them mixing diesel fuel with gasoline. Now, what they're trying to say is, well, it was a human error. Wait a second. This guy drives around a tank full. If this isn't, by the way individual gas stations this is a, a blend of the fuels <laughs> on a massive scale the whole yeah. state you know now how did that happen i well, mean you know, did it happen on a ship did they did they, did they uh, blend them on a ship before they offloaded the fuel i don't know how they do that on a massive scale i could see a gas station you know, you get uh, uh, Norman Nimrod going in there, and he's driven this. He's half awake, and he, and he maybe he screws the uh, hose onto the wrong inlet, and he dumps the wrong fuel into a gas station's tank. That would be ta that would be bad enough. But well, there's coating on it, and it would, you know, it would make sense that each of the hookups would be a little bit different. You would again, think. I don't, you would think that would be the that would be logic. That would be the know, smart thing, Bill. It's yes. color coded, and it's kind of yeah. like you know the canopy to a, a lens to a camera. Yeah. Uh, this Canon doesn't fit on this Nikon. Exactly. You know, sorry, it just doesn't work. You know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, exactly. The, the premium grade doesn't fit on the low premium. Uh, <laughs> like, so where in the process? Where in the system? Did they contaminate the fuel? And how could that not be intentional? I mean, you have these these people are doing it day in, day out. This isn't the first time these guys have uh, offloaded the fuel, right? So somewhere along the line, and I think I do think it goes to, to it's some it's a form of terrorism, in my opinion. It's a form of terrorism when you when you start messing around with things like fuel on a statewide basis. Uh, don't you think, you know, just isn't it odd that we have all these screw-ups, mistakes, and disasters all hitting at a key critical time? Are the gods in heaven mad at us the, or is uh, somebody <laughs> messing around with you, stuff? You, you got to ask yourself that question. I, I haven't, you got to hope not. Uh, the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services reported fuel contamination has occurred at dozens of gas stations that were serviced by the Port of Tampa, Port of Tampa, which is just coincidentally directly in the path of the storm. It is the ground zero. It is the target for this storm. Uh, and they, uh, they're trying to make it off as being a human error. And I don't know how you make a human error. Why does it happen right before a hurricane? Why didn't it happen, you know, two weeks ago on a nice sunny day with, oh, we got a mixture of gas. We can... Uh, we can uh, pump that stuff out and put new gas in. It was a mistake. We'll get rid of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they can transfer it from one tank to yeah. another. and But no, no, no. It happens at a crucial time. And, you know, somebody would say, well, they were in a hurry. And, you know, mistakes happen when you do that. <laughs> yeah. There seems to be a yeah. lot of mistakes happening that have a certain type of effect. Heck, we've got a pandemic coming. You know, now it just, it, boy, you know. Just like a Trump indictment, you know, 
uh, going down before, uh, well, right after something bad for the Bidens yeah. happens or is about to happen. Oh, let's uh, let's hit him with another indictment because he is their worst nightmare, uh, and that's all there is to it. Well, you know, but then you got everything else that's that's going down all of a sudden that's critical too, and it happens just at well pre-election. Uh, you know, we hate to say it, you know, um, that uh, virus, it mutates, and it's mutating into a d- deadly, deadly. you got to get the mask But here's again. the thing. they, they got to take another shot. They too. admit to the fact, Bill, that n- there's no pandemic yet. There's no increase in hospitalizations. Well, there's Anywhere. a slight increase in number, but nowhere near the, you know, sound the alarm mark, but they're sounding the alarm anyway. So that tells me that they are priming the pump. They do this a lot. All right, get the people ready. We've got another pandemic. We don't just want to launch it on them. We want to wean them into They it. want you to wear masks again. And everything people are doing it. Have you noticed that? But everything I've read, you said people are doing it, Bill. I, I haven't been paying attention. I, oh, well, I'm you, you're visiting it, you a know. very liberal state, you know. They would. Uh, uh, it's down. It's down. It's down in uh, you know northeast Pennsylvania too, and up here in Massachusetts and New yeah. England. And I'm like going, "You clown! You fool! It, it doesn't you work. Ma- it doesn't. Mass don't we? I, this isn't just me saying this. There's a lot of research out there that says they don't work. Some people say the N95 mask is somewhat effective. Uh, it is the most uncomfortable thing on the face of the earth, and it is not totally effective from what I've read. And I've read a lot of stuff, and a lot of people out there, they just won't wear them anymore. That's enough. Enough all is enough. Do, all you've got to do is look at the virus and the size of it. They have the size of it. And then you look at the mask and what it will block and what it won't block, the size of the molecules. And all of a sudden, the N95 and all of that stuff, you may as well go without the mask. Well, the, it's the, not going to do anything. The description I heard is like throwing sand through a chain link fence. And pretty much, you know. Um, so uh, they want you to wear the mask, and they want you to get the shots again. They're already talking. Biden's already talking about about uh, the pharmaceutical companies creating a new vaccine. You don't want uh, a quickly created vaccine shoved in your arm. That happened once for a lot of us. For some of us. I'm afraid it was deadly, in my humble opinion. Uh, for others, it was at least uh, uh, incapacitated. It, it knocked you out. It made you well, sick. You know who who cares about what it does to people? Well, the, let's get to the bottom bottom of this. Does it help somebody win an election? Yeah, it probably does. Does it help somebody get richer? Yeah, it sure does. And does it well? Does it help you get over the virus? That's no. that's insignificant. That's, it, who cares? Somebody's getting rich and somebody is getting uh, elected. Heck, in, in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny because, you know, uh, my friend up here uh, does real estate mm-hmm. and was they're dealing with a house that's got these solar panels on it with a solar company. And now the governor here signs a big thing that, oh, everybody can get solar panels now and it's it's all paid for and you're going to save money and all this. Which, you know, I'm not arguing solar electricity and, you know, if it's done right. But, you know, those contracts that you're doing with the company, it's just a, it's, it's a way that you're passing the wealth from one way, from one 
to another source. You know, Bill, if I and, lived in, in New, New Mexico or Arizona or someplace like that where there's a lot of sunshine, I, you know, I might be interested in uh, maybe having some solar panels to augment what I have. But, you know, you're talking about you're talking about the Boston area. I've lived in the Boston area. Yeah. Uh, what good is it? They got a lot of clouds and a lot of rain. So how no, much? The, how much do you save with solar panels? Well, you could still save money, but the thing is, you don't own the unit. You're going to lease it for 25 years. There's a certain amount of time that you got to sit there and do that lease. And anytime you decide to buy it out, you know, when you hit a certain point. You're buying it out at their full retail price at that time. You don't own it. And if you do buy it out for that exorbitant price that you could do for less than half of that, you know, then you now you got to pay somebody a maintenance fee. So it is a screw over, and over how, job. In 25 years, is the, aren't those panels going to be obsolete? Will there be something better in 25 years than those? Well, Let's say you, you, put, know, you put panels on your your roof and and in 25 years you you can own those well maybe in five years they will have something half the size and 10 times more effective but you've mm -hmm. got these monstrosities on your roof you know what are you going to do with them in 25 years they're yours well in 25 years they're going to be obsolete and nobody's going to want to buy them anyway so you can have them yeah and yeah they're obsolete and they probably are at uh, 60. 50% efficiency. Yep. Somebody will argue with that number, but it's all a guesstimate anyway of what it will do. They're basically, you're saying it's just another utility bill and they can, they, they trap you in. I don't know why we're talking about this, but you know, the governor, it's in news. Uh, the simple fact is they trap you into a contract. And they're saying, yeah, but look at all the money you're saving this year. Yeah. But next year and the year after that, they can jack up the price exponentially. So you're just, you're, you're leasing on. Somebody once told me, if you don't own it, you've got nothing. So, you know, if you're thinking you're getting it, it it's a bad deal. But somebody is making money, the solar company and the politician that made it all happen. Okay, and they get they get the tax benefit too. Other Bad things, deal. other things that we're looking at. Uh, we still have a war, by the way, in the Ukraine. We still have a war that nobody's what? talking There's a about. War going on that yeah. nobody's talking about it. Wow, it's a, it's a, absolutely amazing. We we have a war. Oh, by the way, before I forget again, this is another one of those Jim Harrington moments where an idea comes racing through my brain, but I ha and I have to grab it really fast. It's like a train. Well, you, know, you have a signal light up there. Yeah, it's one stoplight. It's a small it's, town. But. you, you got to grab it before the light changes. But um, September 11th, which is, oh, of course, you know where Joe. Biden, you know Joe's going to be on September Alaska. 11th? Wait yeah, wait a North. second. Wait a second. Uh, it's the anniversary of 9-11. You would think maybe he went, he might go to New York. He might go to Washington, the Pentagon. He might go up to uh, Shanksville up in Pennsylvania and pay his respects. no. Joe's going someplace really important. He's going to the what furthest most point that we have in the United States. It's like he's going to Alaska and then some. It's like, yeah, now, isn't God. there? There's an air base up there, but I don't think yes. that's the only reason or thing that he's doing up there. No, um, he's probably going ice skating or something. I don't know. Yeah, I have. Well, there's oil up there, and there's oil that he can't control up there. Well, you knew I that, mean, right? I, I. I 
I don't know how he can't control it. He shut down the pipelines, you know, uh, no, 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 no. The oil that's up there is on, it's not, it's it's like Native American land, but it's oh, okay. not by the Indians. It's the Eskimos. So what's he trying and to do, the, convince them to stop creating oil? Right, because there's companies up there. I know because my nephew is up there, one of the foremen up there, saying, we got to move this oil and get it and get it going because we need it in America before they so come in. So wait a second. Joe is going to go up there because he's so good at pers- persuading people to do stuff. And he's going to go up to Native American who, who, by the way, probably before the oil was there, were dirt poor. I mean, they mm-hmm. lived off the, the land and that was it in, in cold hobble somewhere and then all of a sudden they probably struck oil and the people probably have a much better way of life but joe's going to go up there and convince them that they well, should we turn this spigot off but the, uh. yeah we don't know that's what he's going up there for but i'm going like what is up in alaska well there's oil there's gold forget about the gold although you know that could be too but the oil would be the big thing because he is hell-bent on shutting down all of our oil independence and that is oh, one of the last stands that we have. He has not done a blessed thing that has been good for our country. And that's another thing I would say to my liberal friends who are tuning in by mistake. This guy hasn't done one thing that has been good for our country. I challenge you to tell me something that he's done positive. Afghanistan, was that a good thing? Absolutely not. And this, this guy, he, he killed 13 of our best and brightest, and he, and he maimed many, many more. Why? It didn't have to end that way, but he did it. And you know what else he does now? He takes victory laps on how he ended the war in Afghanistan. This disgusting guy has no problem, no problem walking around, strutting around, talking about how he got out of Afghanistan, the 20-year war. Well, you did it in, in the worst way possible, sir. You did it in a way that, that killed and maimed people. And by the way, no one talks about the fact that we left behind Americans. They, last I heard, there were still Americans who were stuck behind the lines mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. That's you know, true. Uh, I mean, this guy, and, and then we, we can talk about the border. We can talk about the Ukraine we can talk about fuel prices. We can talk about well, the economy. So, so tell me what he's done good. Well, let's go back a little bit to nine one one. All right, and the fact of paying respects in New York or in D.C. Now he's going to Alaska, and I speculate on why he's going there. Uh, but Jill is going to go do a reef at the uh, at the Pentagon Memorial there, and that's it. Thank you, Jill. That's really nice of you, Jill. Why doesn't Carmelo do it? You know. Well, I don't know. You know, well, see, that's the other thing. You know, with all the problems that we're having with Biden and everything, you know, and the, that tape that's coming out, we Biden may have to step down. Fret not, friends. We have Kamala. I know, have, we have Kamala. I had, a, I had a, someone, but, I think a lot of them who thought that Kamala couldn't be president because she wasn't born here. But that's wrong. She was born in Oakland, California. So the scary thing is, I guess she still could be president. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that is scary, and there is no contingency for it. But, you know, going back to uh, 911 and Joe, you know, the other thing that he's doing, you know, uh, we still have locked up some of the uh, participants in that 911 
uh, takedown of the Trade Center and the killing of uh, massive American life. They've been locked up. Well, they were locked up. Joe has released them. So we can't pay respect for the people that died here. Yeah. But we can sure as hell help out the peoples that uh, the people that uh, perpetrated the uh, the attack in our country. Unbelievable. Uh, just 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 absolutely amazing. Uh, this is the guy who who so many on the left try to defend. I mean, I see these guys on MSNBC they and CNN. They still defend him. They they talk about him like he's 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 getting a raw deal by those Trump people. Right. You know what else amazes me, Bill? They're trying to demonize the Trump people. They're trying to call us white supremacists. I mean, Biden refers to um, the greatest threat, the greatest threat he's facing, we're facing right now in this country, the greatest terror threat is from white supremacists. And I'm thinking, are you out of your mind, sir? I mean, where? Tell me where. You know, isn't that, you know, to coin a phrase, and it's a racist phrase, but we're talking about Joe Biden, who was a racist. Isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? He's sitting there talking about a white supremacist when his best friend was a Ku Klux Klansman. Oh, yeah. You know, and when he has done everything that he could in his early years against black people, and from one of the biggest civil rights attorneys around that I know of, it's in Pittsburgh, sat there and said, once a racist, always a racist. You know, Hillary Clinton even said about uh, Robert Byrd, she said, when I became senator, one of the first people I sought out for advice was Robert Byrd. And I thought to myself, you, you madam, are, are, you're nuts. You, you, you know, to associate yourself with, yeah, he was in the Senate for a long time. Yeah, he, he, tried to and I guess effectively uh, polished up his his image a bit. But there's an expression, and I'll try to clean it up. You can take it you can take a turd, but you can't polish a turd. <laughs> because once once there, always there. It's you know what yeah. I'm saying? It is it is absolutely positively uh, unpolishable. But Robert Byrd tried to do it. You have to you know, West Virginia didn't have the Ku Klux Klan, he brought it into the state. You know, so this is a guy who uh, they're trying to make him sound like he's he was the Reverend So he brought Dean. the disease to the state. Oh, yeah. They've since, uh, you know, it's not, it hasn't got was it? Yeah. a footprint now. But back then it did. You know, back when he brought it in. Well, he, you know, it would it. be interesting in that state. Were there any people lynched, hung? Oh, God, God knows. It was a hard time. And uh, to think that people could have done such inhuman things to people, um, it just it, it blows my mind. By the way, I should also point out that the KKK, for the most mm-hmm. part, were Democrats, Southern Democrats. Mm-hmm. That's right, Southern Democrats. They started out as disgruntled Confederate soldiers, and, and they were mostly— no, they were ninety nine and forty four hundred percent Democrat. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I could say something that's uh, you can. <laughs> uh, no, no, because what I was going to say would be really derogatory against uh, Democrats or those Democrats. You know what they used to do at their rallies, and no, I would be making it up. I'm not. I have no, no factual they, base on that, but I don't want to do that. So no, they they 
not well, all. You can only imagine. Looking. I mean, I came it's from a racist family. party. I came from a family of Democrats. My my dad and my mom were were Democrats. My my uh, in my aunts and uncles. You know, we we were Irish Catholics from the Boston area. You know, it, it, back in the '30s, '40s, and '50s, it was like part of the prerequisite. You had to be this, this, and Democrat. You know, you, you, it was the way it was. And a lot of people were that way. And I would submit that a lot of people who are Democrat today, it's that same residual effect. They're not paying attention. I'm a Democrat. I was born a Democrat and I'll die a Democrat. Oh. You know, it's, it's that kind of an attitude. It's not like they haven't stopped to realize that their party has been taken over by socialists. Yeah, they have. They infiltrated a party and they've taken it over. And, you know, I was of the belief racism was not eradicated in this country. You'll never eradicate racism or prejudices uh, at all because there's always going to be somebody that goes, you're different than me. And that's just, it's a human nature flaw, but that's just the way it is. But uh, the simple fact that... um, But you know, Bill, you look at little kids, you look at four and five-year-olds, and they don't see They're color innocent. at all. They don't see no, any color. No, we are taught. We are taught racism. Yes. And but that's you know my point is is that we were getting further and further and further away from it and all of a sudden since Joe Biden's come into office did he shine the magnifying glass to say that oh it's been here all along keep in mind that he's a racist himself you know or is somebody sitting there restoking those coals and getting those embers to fire up again because one thing that is definitely happening it used to be that we could have a difference of opinions but we could talk we can't do it anymore we're divided he he tells the world to this day that uh, he fought for civil rights when i marched in the civil rights movement i did not march for the 12-point program with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes and we changed attitudes he lied to voters according to the new york times uh, quoting aides of of biden's about having marched in the civil rights movement i got involved in the civil rights movement i got involved in desegregated movie theaters they organized voter registration drives from the time i got involved as a high school kid in the civil rights movement but i was a kid involved in the civil rights movement desegregating restaurants and movie theaters in my state from the time i got involved as a kid in the civil rights movement sit-ins and desegregating restaurants and i got involved in the civil rights movement uh, just as a kid and that's why i got so deeply involved in my community with the civil rights movement when i sat in black churches on the east side of wilmington getting ready to and by the way next to jewish two jewish rabbis uh, getting ready to go out and desegregate movie theaters in Delaware. I come out of the Civil Rights I start off in the black churches and we'd go from there to desegregate movie theaters. For real, I got involved in the Civil Rights Movement. From the time I've been 18 years old, I've been involved in causes from the Civil Rights Movement. Got involved in the Civil Rights Movement and desegregating restaurants, that kind of thing. Coming out of the Civil Rights Movement and being involved in the Jewish community as a kid in the Civil Rights Movement. I got involved in the Civil Rights Movement Get ready to go out and desegregate restaurants and movie theaters. This is what got me involved in civil rights as a kid. I got very engaged, in my case, the civil rights movement. Quote, more than once, advisors had gently reminded Mr. Biden of the problem with this formulation. He had not actually marched during the civil rights movement. And more than once, Mr. Biden assured them that he understood and kept telling the story anyway. 
That is really, really weird. You know, you tell a lie enough, mm-hmm. and it becomes truth. That's true. And there's a divide that's going on, and it's a generational thing, and that's another thing that they're doing. So I'm I'm here to tell you that Joe is a racist, and you, Jim, and I know it, and you know, I don't know where that divide line is in the generations. That's a good that, point you just made, though. He's, I say, smart enough to know that if he just keeps saying he was, um, it will know, be de facto become the, a, the a, norm. The truth, yeah. And you, I, and that was what I was thinking. I wonder if I Googled it right now, Joe's stance on, uh, you know. Civil rights. On, civil rights, yeah. you know, did he march for? I bet you, because we've seen it happen before, where they've changed Wikipedia. Because you can, oh yeah, you you can go and write something for Wikipedia and change it. And I bet you the narrative that's out there being changed. My son, he's he's twenty. He's going to be twenty-one coming up in in November, but he has no idea about Joe. Yeah, he goes and I sit there and say, yeah, he's a racist, all that. Well, well he he, not he what says I, not he what I hear about. he says he marched for civil rights with. Uh, he sat in black churches and stuff like He didn't do that. Yeah, but, you know, uh, in radio, we used to talk about demographics. And, you yep. know, somebody said, imagine a conveyor belt. People get on at a certain age, and there's a certain age where they fall off that conveyor belt. Where is that generational divide to where they fall off? Joe is marking and making his legacy. He's already done his damage and reaped the benefits. Now he wants to be remembered as this guy, and so does this party. So it can continue, and they've got to sit there and spew their lies, yep. and they're not trying to sell you or me, Jim. They're trying to sell people below that generational line so that when we fall off the conveyor belt or get close to the end of it, they sit there and say, just a senile old man babbling along. You know, they don't understand, and then they take that sound bite you just played. Yeah. All the stuff that he did. He's a great man. We ought to have Joe Biden Civil Rights Day. What oh date should God. we pick on the calendar? <laughs> Think true. about it. That's true. They can create Im- any image they want to create nowadays, especially and when that's you have what they're doing. When you have the leftist media behind, you know, I had somebody say to me, "Well, what happens if hypothetically there was uh, justice in our country?" And the, mil- and, and the military came in and said, wait a second, we have rock-solid proof that the past two and a half years have been illegitimate and corrupt. So we're not going to insert Trump into the presidency right now, but we're going we're gonna to move in and we're going to uh, straighten things out for six months or eight months or whatever it takes to straighten things out because, because our system has been corrupted. But you wonder... Um, would they would they stop the media? Would they also have to, if that were the case, if they went in and tried to correct the situation, they would have to turn off the media because the media is part of the problem. They're co-conspirators. Well, yeah, but even some of that's generational. There are people that now are on the left and people young that are younger saying, yeah, you know what? Maybe we need to cer- control certain speech because they've, they've, They've indoctrinated that into well, the socialist generational divide. Yeah, the, the communists believe that, Bill. The communists—that's part of their whole system. Control the well, news. Right. You know, communism is a two-step thing. Well, you know, you got Marxism, socialism, communism. You've got to go through the stair steps, 
and it's all it's it's all playing out. And I think there's a generational line that the old school is going to fall off this line. And when the last of us do, we're like dinosaurs. This land will never, ever, ever be the same again. Well, I, I, uh, we've talked about a lot of things today, and uh, there's so much going on in the news, uh, so many things that we have to be aware of. Um, we, we know that that they're trying desperately. The left is to destroy, not to simply remove Trump from the landscape of politics. But they really and truly would be happy if they could destroy the man completely so there's never a chance of him ever coming back. But that being said, you hear him in interviews, and he sounds uh, amazingly calm for a guy who's being attacked from all fronts. Yeah, he does. I mean, uh, uh, I, I don't know how he does it. I, I, I heard uh, Glenn say yesterday, I don't know how you do it. I'd be, I'd be in a basket right now. I'd be... Uh, um, He'd be driving off a bridge somewhere because I know Glenn Beck, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's. I'm not saying he's a unstable individual. I'm just saying. I know he's just emotional, yeah. and he, he, like a lot of us, a lot of us would be upset beyond belief if we were being attacked every day from different people in different states for different reasons, and then they all want you to go to court ASAP. You know this this uh, lady in. Uh, in D.C., Chutkin, who said that she wants uh, him to go to trial in March of 24, I heard a lawyer say, do you realize there's over a million pages of evidence that they have to go through? It'll take him, it will take him way beyond the 24th of March just to read the evidence. Well, you know what? You read at the pace of .50 words. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, a minute. So... You know, you you don't or pages a minute, so you don't even read a whole page. So just say one point two million pages, yeah, and let's just round it up to sixty seconds, one minute, yeah. How many? Okay, if it's one point two million pages, that's going to take one point two million minutes divided by sixty in an hour, and that's going to give you how many hours? Uh, what was it? Would it? Take give, me, give, it give me those figures again. One. 1.2 million pages, and I think it's more than that, which, and you read. Divided uh, by what? Uh, what well, okay, then you've got uh, you've got uh, one page a minute. Okay, so. So you have 60, 60 minutes in an hour. Yeah. 60 minutes in an hour, so divide that by 60, and that will give you the number of hours to read. That's 20,000, 20,000 hours. Twenty thousand right. dollars for the twenty-four hours in a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year, times twenty-four uh, is four hundred eighty thousand. So I there mean, you go, and that 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 gives you. Uh, we're not going to get it done in our lifetime. No, you know? you know, and even if you divide it and conquered, let's say you get a whole room full of attorneys to take a a bunch of different pages and read it, but then they got to get together and share the, share what they've learned. They've got to discuss. What they were, what they were reading, you know, it's 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 well, just ridiculous. I I tend to say number one, the intent of generating that much paperwork is a simple fact that you can't read it all. And well, we got to expeditiously get this court case out. And number two, I would tend to say that a lot of what's in there is BS and and duplication of the same charges over and over and over and over and over again. 
And the only way you could do that is go through and parse it out with an AI to sit there and take out the stuff. But still, you're going to have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of man hours that need to go into this. So the point was is to make this overwhelming mound of political BS. Yeah, he'll never get his, to go. he'll never get any justice. Never. No, there's there's no way to do a fair trial. And again, the the grand jury, the judges, and the prosecutor are all left appointees. They are they are partial. They're not impartial. So they're, they're, it is that's not, right. They're political. It, You're exactly right. It's it, it's an unfair pro. It is it is a total violation of the due process of law and. Their base, if when they get done with this, if they pull it off, they will have rewritten law forever and changed it to where we are a third world, if not a communist country. I think we're already there. By the way, yeah. if you want to contact us, friends, our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Do write, do call. We would uh, appreciate hearing from you. It's time, Bill. <laughs> I love when you do this. It's time uh-huh. for the Bill Knight farewell for the day. Oh, man, I hope it's not the last farewell, though. No. But- Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. A terrorist sleeper cell has plans to detonate a suitcase nuclear device while the president and the Israeli prime minister are making an appearance at the convention center in Pittsburgh. Can a retired New York City cop stop it from happening? If the cop is Jack Kane, then it's got a good chance. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery by Jim Harrington, is a page-turner that will keep you riveted from cover to cover. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery from Dover and Blackstone Media, LLC, is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Strike of the Giant is all you need. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>